Hi, it's Mark Sisson. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast, where we deliver a variety of fresh content to help you live awesome. Enjoy the show. Engage with us online at marksdailyapple.com and on social media, and send your questions to info at primalblueprint.com. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Primal Blueprint Podcast. We are in Malibu, California. It's a beautiful day today and pretty much every day. Anyway, today we have Adam and Vanessa Lambert back on our show. They have an incredibly innovative personal coaching company called Be The Wellness, as well, a podcast of the same name. This couple has been living and working in the paleo world for nearly 10 years, helping to educate and empower clients on their personal journey to optimal health. They have amazing and, you know, sometimes exotic Be The Wellness retreats, and we're going to talk about some of those today, but they have many ways to support you on your health journey. So welcome to the show. Hey there. How's it going, Elle? Adam? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm here as well. <laughs> this, I don't know why this part's always the hardest, just to get warmed up. No, it's great. I, I, what I love about you guys is the sense of community you bring to everything through all of these retreats and ways of getting people together online. And one of uh, the things you're getting into now is something called BeeFest. So I want to talk like, how did you come up with this? What is it? How is it different than some of the other retreats you've done? Um, and, and, and yeah, and then we'll just go on from there about community because I love that. Yeah. Well, you know, as you know, we've talked about in the past, we've been uh, sort of throwing our hat in the ring of creating these events, these different retreats all around the world um, that have been primarily focused on you know, smaller group events, um, going to different cool locations. We've done Costa Rica, we've done North Carolina and Big Bear, and we've got Africa and Peru on the, on the docket for next year. So we've got all these really, really cool experiences that are, um, amazing in themselves. But one of the things that we really realized we were missing was kind of a larger community event where we could really get, you know, this group and, you know, PrimalCon used to kind of serve this, uh, this cause. And since PrimalCon has been gone, we've just realized there's not something that's there for the larger group that's really focused around a fun event, you know, getting together and playing and celebrating our lives and, you know, being outside and just being together and, and just celebrating our lives. Honestly, I'm celebrating every day here in California because it's so beautiful. (laughs) I know we're we're spoiled. We're we're super spoiled. (laughs) We're in a constant, like I'm on a constant bee fest. Yeah, (laughs) I know. Well, you know, and actually it's great that you say that L because one of the reasons that we really wanted to instigate this was, you know, we have such a great life. We have great friends and great community and amazing experiences. And something we've really realized over the years is that, you know, as you realize that folks a lot of times are in this health on this health quest by themselves or the only person that, you know, eats paleo in their house or the only person that's interested in their wellness, you also realize you know, maybe they don't have a community that likes to go hiking or likes to go get in the ocean or likes, you know, being adventurous together. And we started really realizing that a lot of people are alone. They don't have community. They don't have people to go have fun and celebrate with. And we were, you know, we realized how important that is to your overall health picture. You know, it's great to look at your food and, you know, look at your sleep and look at all those things, but we can't forget that having fun should be one of the most important things out there. Totally. And this, 
the um, another piece of this is that 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 community aspect. And I mean, we talk about this pretty much every time we're on here is that the the compliance with the lifestyle. You know, I mean, we don't it's this it's not a diet. It's a lifestyle. Well, a lifestyle includes those around you, you know, and that is a really tricky piece for a lot of folks is that, you know, it becomes like a diet because you just can't enroll everybody around you to just live the way that you live. So you're always doing something different than everyone else. And that can be, you know, incredibly difficult to do. And, you know, it, it, we see it completely turn people off and they end up going in a complete other direction because, you know, all the things that they want to do, that pull for community and to be with those around them that, you know, that they enjoy every other aspect of their lives is so strong that eventually, you know, they're going to end up kind of veering <laughs> off course and going back to the, yeah. to the comfort pool, you know, but if yeah. we can create these larger communities where, some aspect of that, um, itch gets scratched, so to speak, then all of a sudden, you know, it's, it becomes a lot more feasible for folks. Well, that rings true for me because I, I'm not, I mean, I'm kidding and I'm not when I say that many years ago, the day I lost my regular hiking partner and not to death or on the trail, but just, they moved, (laughs) (laughs) they they moved to like the side of the country. Um, I, it was so lonely. My, my workout life was so lonely. My hikes were so lonely. And, uh, and even now sometimes, you know, with people's schedules or things like that, um, it was so exciting for me to then after that and losing my hiking buddy, find more people that were into that. And I had once attracted a lot of people that weren't, um, naturally inclined that way. And as I sort of became more active into that kind of stuff, I wanted to have a community around it too. But, you know, and there are, there's hiking groups and all sorts of things you can join. Um, but as well, and you guys will understand this because it's kind of on the paleo lifestyle, which is some of the hiking groups, they haul ass. I don't want to hike on that right. sugar burning <laughs> hike. Like, I don't want to do that. Like, I, I can't explain and lecture them. <laughs> yeah, I don't want to lecture on glucose, like burning, you know? Totally. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's it's interesting. It's so much more fun. And I like the days when I do go hiking with friends. It's just, it's amazing. You know, it's wonderful yeah. to share that together or have someone to call and be able to talk to about the experience and communicate right. with anyone, even if it's on an online forum. I mean, I communicated with strangers when I was sick with hypothyroidism because no one around me had it and was suffering. So I was dealing with people online, you know, and at the time in forums who were helping guide me in the right direction. I needed a community of people to help me through this. And they did, you know, um, and and that's such a good point because, you know, a lot of people that come to this community come through an illness or they come through something that's maybe gone wrong in their life or with their health. So they find this lifestyle, they start adopting the principles, they start seeing things change. And then what we've seen is people really get stuck. They get stuck on, okay, now I'm healthy. I don't have to quote unquote fix myself anymore, but they forget to kind of take it to that next step, which is, okay, how can I take this newfound health and vibrancy and, you know, all of this great energy and, and put it into that next phase, which is enjoying my life, you know, using my fitness, using my health, creating these, you know, remarkable experiences with other people that you can go, you know, use this body and this health that you have again. So it's really important that people remember that, you know, you, it's great to reclaim your health and vitality, but you can't just get stuck on, you know, how do I keep fixing myself? At some point you have to go out and experience that health and what that means in the world. There's nothing, nothing left to fix necessarily. Yeah. And, you know, and there's another piece that we, um, we, we, I mean, I guess we kind of have known this in ourselves because we've been doing this 
you know, diet and lifestyle for a long time. And we were, you know, to the point now where it's like, people ask you, do you eat paleo? I'm like, nah, I just eat. And then you're like, no, actually, no, this is paleo. <laughs> I do. But, <laughs> but we do the same, you know, we, we do the same thing when we travel. We were very selective about the things that we eat and we just try to sort things out and make it as, as kind of, you know, paleo as possible when we travel on our own. And so when we started creating our retreats, especially the international ones like the Costa Rica retreat, which is, you know, an adventure based thing, it, it's really a vacation. You yes. know, so this is a, this yeah. is a vacation where you don't have to manage your food. You don't have to do any of this stuff. It's all just already set already. And what we're finding is that people, you know, there's a tendency to think, okay, well, I'm on a, I'm, I'm following some sort of, of diet for lack of a better term, but when I go on vacation, I'm probably going to go off the rails and then, you know, but I don't want to backslide too much. And so with our coaching clients, we end up talking about how not to do that frequently. Okay. Well, when you go, don't worry about this, but when you get back, we're going to work on da, 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 da. And now all of a sudden we're like, well, wait a second, why aren't we just creating these opportunities for people to go on vacation and not have to worry about this, mm -hmm. you know, and just be able to come and, and have a great time with like-minded people and not worry about the food. And ultimately, for the most part, they leave feeling better when, than when they came, <laughs> yeah. you know, than, than when they showed up. So we're not looking at a vacation being a backslide, but now a vacation can be a, you know, a trampoline, you know, catapulting you forward in your, in your progress. And it's, uh, it's turned out to be super cool. You you just like lit up fire on something I want to touch on, which is uh, which is the oh gosh, I mean just how many people use vacation as a binging event, literally mm. for real. And by the way, I've been there. <laughs> I've been yeah, there totally. I've been totally. there, and um, it's excuse to just stuff face, sit around and get wasted, or you know, and that kind of stuff, and. I love that you're teaching and giving the experience because my vacations will never be like that. Like, you know, I mean, they'll be relaxing, but the, I'll never not exercise for 10 days. So I just can't, right, you know what I mean? Right. I'll never not move my body. Like I just won't yes. or, or go off the rails where I'm like, oh my gosh, for, for two weeks straight, I'm just going to, you know, go to town on cake every night. I just, you know, I wouldn't ruin myself like a lot of people do and they get back from vacation and they're just bloated and they're a mess and everyone, and you know, I've heard this before too. People are like trying to eat well and then they're like, Oh, it's going to be rough though. When I travel, if I go mm -hmm. back home and they're already, they're already eating the fucking pasta. They're already, they're already <laughs> eating totally. the freaking pasta. They're, they're already there. Yeah. They're already, and you know what that is too? I say that's because you're not obviously fat adapted yet and haven't gotten off the sugar burning train. Cause it wouldn't even be a thought in your mind to go do that. Mm -hmm. And there's also just an emotional addiction that happens, you know, like you said, people go home and they go visit old friends and they have these things they do. Oh, we always go and drink beer and eat pizza. Or they have these, you know, habitual things that they're emotionally attached to. And, you know, so we're just really trying to create these opportunities for people to see that it doesn't have to be that way, that you can come and partake. And like Adam said, I mean, he said it beautifully, it cool, catapult you into even, you know, better experience of yourself. And I remember one of our clients said to us that, you know, she's doing really great. And then she went on vacation. And I think she said, by the end of vacation, I was doing tricks for bagels. Like <laughs> I was just, you know, <laughs> totally like off the rails and, you know, completely, you know, just going crazy for all of the things. And, and so this is, this is a way to just say, okay, well, we don't have to do that. Let us take the guesswork out of it. And then the more you do these things, the more you participate with other like-minded people and your 
you're in this environment, suddenly the emotional attachment you have to vacation looking a certain way where you get to go off the rails starts to shift. And then even when you go on vacation by yourself, you're like, oh, actually last time I went with Be The Wellness, I realized that I could have this amazing experience of having great gourmet paleo food, feel great, come home, you know, be more energized. And so then it starts to affect the rest of your vacations and the rest of the way you look at things. No, absolutely. I mean, I, I've, I've done it for by myself for four weeks a month, um, where I just took off, went somewhere I've never been, didn't know anyone. And like when I did that with, um, the Island of Kauai, it was just every day was a new hike, a new outdoor experience. Like I just had the best time. I was like living this, I mean, it would have been better to be with a bunch of people, but I'm sure a lot of people (laughs) can take off a month, but it was so, but you know what? I mean, I also though remember a time when back in the day, like high school, college, I would have never, ever lived it that way. It would have been a much more depressing picture, you know? And, um, I I look back and I think, wow, I could have taken advantage of so many more experiences. Um, And so when you start to get into this lifestyle, it's like, it's so much more fun. It's a whole new way of living and and traveling. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, we, we were just talking before the show started, we were interviewing Chris Kresser for our podcast and we were at the Bulletproof conference a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, we see, obviously we just had Mark on the podcast, like we see how people are making a difference in this world. And everyone kind of has their own angle. You know, it's like Chris is really going after the healthcare system and how we can reorganize it and adapt it to our lives. And, you know, Mark obviously is creating these amazing foods and he's a plethora of, he's Google for paleo is what we call him at our house. (laughs) You know, there's all these like, you know, approaches that everyone's taking. And what Adam and I really realized is that like our contribution, what, how we can really make a difference is reminding people how to live, how to really have fun and have this, you know, seamless picture of health in all that you do and really have it heighten your social life, your fun, your exuberance, all of these things. And we've just realized like, that's what our contribution is to this community is to like teach you how to have effortless fun with nutrition and health and all of those things, you know, in the, at the same time. Right. There's, there, you know, there's a piece of this that, um, there's information delivery and then there's information integration and sort of implementation. And, you know, and I think that's where, uh, I mean, a lot of folks have read all of the books and they've done all of the things and maybe they've even taken part in some online coaching or some in-person coaching, the stuff that we do. And, and, and that the effort there is in attempting to show people how it's done you know, and how it's done this way and how it's done in this environment and how it can look in this environment and what, you know, what all of these different things look like. And this implementation piece is, I mean, it's, it's really a critical aspect. Otherwise, you know, we, we tend to have something that we're doing, not just a new way of being. And, and I think that's really, you know, like Vanessa was just saying, that's the piece that we're trying to attack is like, how do we just make this work? And so that it's now all of a sudden it's, um, it's just your life. By the way, I want to mention to everyone listening that one of the most intriguing, interesting, awesome, unique, kick-ass interviews with Mark Sisson is on your podcast. <laughs> <laughs> and people need to hear that one. It's a really great one because you, you learn a lot about Mark, stuff that you would only hear from Mark if you're hanging out at his house and you're asking him personal questions and you guys feel comfortable yeah. doing that because you've known uh, Mark yeah. for so long. And um, it's really great because that's, 
what I want to know more about too from him. So that that's a great interview yeah. with Mark. Everyone should check that out. Yeah, that's Ooh, episode one hundred. Yeah, yeah. Go, oh, good. Yeah, that's right. Love so it. that's good yep. to throw that out there. And also, you've um, for for everyone listening too, um, Vanessa and Adam have been on three times before. Episode fifty three, one fifty, and one sixty nine. So Ooh, yeah, throw that out there. Flyers, <laughs> flyers are this. Yeah, there should be some sort of benefit to that. <laughs> I'm sorry. There should right. We well, have I a think punch there card. is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. we should do some dressings. Is, yeah. yeah, yeah, you do actually. Yeah, <laughs> we'll yeah. Throw, you throw you some mayonnaise. Um, but with with Bee Fest, is it? Because you mentioned sort of a likeness to PrimalCon. Is it the sense that more people can attend because it might be less exotic, less travel for most people, like out of a major city somewhere? Or how is it different or going to be organized versus your other retreats to Costa Rica and elsewhere? Yeah, no, great question. So this is going to be a larger scale festival. So we've got capacity for about 70 to 80 people, which, like I mentioned before, primarily our retreats have been you know, 15 to 20 people. So this is obviously a much larger scale event. Um, and what we really tried to do, it's, it's similar in the sense that primal con brought together a lot of people of like-minded, you're, you know, like-mindedness, you're doing a lot of outdoor activities. Um, the difference with this is that we've tried to give it a little bit of a festival vibe. So, you know, Adam, I'm a musician, Adam and I are, you know, big, music fans. And we always really loved the energy of attending a music festival and kind of the, you know, that, that, uh, creative essence that's there. And that's one of the things that we really wanted to integrate into this experience was there's the food, you know, we always have our gourmet farm to table paleo meals. We've got, you know, the exercise and coaching. We'll be hiking in the Redwoods. Um, this retreat is out of uh, Guerneville, which is just north of San Francisco. So people can fly into San Francisco. Um, there's going to be, you know, the luxury accommodations. It's this amazing glamping site. So they've got all of these redone, beautifully appointed airstreams that have been refurbished, um, or there's glamping tents for people to stay in. So it's this really luxury, beautiful location. And then we've added to this event some entertainment. So we have nightly entertainment coming in and some of it's going to be a surprise because we don't want to announce all of it ahead of time. But, you know, one of the nights we'll have um, musicians that come in and we'll be doing forest bathing and sound bathing. So we'll have music musicians come in and do a sound bath with the singing bowls and the gongs, but we'll be actually in the middle of the redwood forest kind of doing the grounding and taking in, soaking in the energy of the trees and the forest. So there's kind of this combination of creativity, physical activity, nourishment, um, mindfulness. It's really all of the pillars that we think are important in one's health uh, code essentially. And, you know, we try to really just kind of nail each one of them that we're together. We've got our family, we've got our activity, we've got our food, we've got our creativity. And, and it really completes this holistic wellness picture in an experience. That area of the country and of our state is so beautiful. And it's, the air up there. <laughs> yes. It's so yummy. It's, it's, clean. Yeah, it's clean. You Nothing know, like it, big trees. Yeah, the redwood. I mean, for oh. folks who haven't been to them, they're they are like. I mean, it's hard to explain the energy of the redwood trees. They're literally like divine creatures on the planet that have been here, you know, some for thousands and thousands of years, and you're just like. To be with them is to almost feel like you are amongst the greatest wise, you know, ancestors of our time or something. It's just incredible. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. Um, 
I went to UC Santa Cruz and it's in a redwood forest. And mm-hmm. when I first, uh, I had never visited the campus, but when I got there and my mom and I were like going around campus, I was like, where is the school? Like, where <laughs> is it? Because it was just all redwood for like, it was so awe striking, huge, and just m- massive. And it yeah. was like hidden in it, but no, it's so beautiful. And then even north north of there, it's just um, great up in Guerneville, north of San Francisco. It's just a magical part of the country, and it so really that's is. a perfect place for that. Yeah, you know, and it just if for us, the the longer we do this, you know, we're going on about seven years of doing these retreats, and the longer we do it, the more we realize that, you know, we have only a certain amount of time on this planet, and our goal is to create these experiences. So this one will be in the Redwood Forest, but our plan is to actually move the location every year so that people can start to tackle some of these once-in-a-lifetime opportunities like visiting the Redwood Forest or, you know, um, whatever other wonderful locations we decide to do in the future that we can actually go travel as a pack, you know, kind of descend down on this location in the world and experience something that would be on, you know, mostly everybody's bucket list. But then bonus, you get to do it with great friends and community and food and activity. And I mean, I, we just really couldn't think of any more of a beautiful way to travel and experience some of these amazing locations in the world. Yeah. And the, the community piece, I mean, we keep kind of coming back to this, but it's such a massive component. I mean, our, our online coaching just wouldn't even be close to what it is if we didn't have these live and in-person opportunities. And, you know, not everybody in the community gets to do it, but those who do, when they come and they, and they meet the other people that they've been interacting with virtually, sometimes for years, you know, three years or something in the program, and then they finally, you know, wind up at a retreat together, it's a very cool situation. I mean, it's almost cathartic to some degree because we do, I mean, our, our virtual community is very, very tight and people share things on there that, you know, ultimately they need to, and they get the support from the rest of the community and the coaches that they need to, but it's like a, it's, it's intense sometimes you know, the, the level of, of commitment to sort of bettering themselves that our, mm-hmm. our clients have and, and the support that they provide to each other. So when people meet for the first time, sometimes I mean, there's often tears, you know, it's yeah. like, oh my God, here you are, you know, in this, in, in the flesh, so to speak. And what we've been coming up against with a lot of the retreats that we've been doing is this limited number of people. And while they're, they're small and they're quaint and they're very intimate and very good for delivering you know, our, our message and the, the training and stuff that we do, there's definitely an opportunity in a bigger group to have a, just a tremendous connection that is, um, you know, otherwise not really being filled. You know, it's like hey, you might get to meet five or six new people at each of these things. If you came to every one of our retreats, like we have a couple of <laughs> people who have and they've met a lot of the people in our, yeah. you know, in our various communities. But there hasn't been a single opportunity to get everybody together. And when that sort of thing happens, it's um, it historically has just been amazing, you know, to see what comes from the the other people who've been in the community and what they can share and bring to the table. Yeah. And that number together changes all of the social dynamics and communication dynamics that are interesting and also part of growing, too, and mm-hmm. growing even to a larger group. There might be some people that might've been uncomfortable. I'm sure we've talked about that in the podcast before who've come on some of your retreats who might not have been, you know, that was a big step forward just to come on your retreat, you know? And so something like this then is even that extra step in their development, right? You see what I'm getting at. Oh, totally. And you know, it's funny because when we go, when people come to the retreats, they all like probably 80% of them 
say that they're introverts by nature, which is always really interesting because, you know, obviously they're coming to this event where a lot of times they don't know a lot of people, or at least they only know them virtually. And what we've realized is that there's this interesting dichotomy of having an online community that attracts a lot of introversion because you can safely, you know, participate in a community from, you know, your own computer, your own house. And so for many of our clients stepping into, you know, being in a, in the flesh and participating in the flesh is a huge step forward for them. And, you know, luckily we have enough people that have done it now that as the other people join in, you know, we've got sort of these people that have spearheaded the, you know, the integration of the newbies, if you will. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's just really beautiful to see these introverts or see people who may not necessarily uh, gravitate towards these, these kind of events come and just completely shed that worry or that, you know, nervousness about whether or not they'll fit in or they'll belong or whatever it is, and just see them leave as a new energized person that believes they can participate and show up at something and feel comfortable, which is a completely new dynamic for them in the world. No, that's really wonderful. There's a lot. Uh, there's Well, I mean, I love the idea of just people, you know, being like, oh my gosh, meeting for the first time. It's like, you know, uh, no, it would be cheesy. Like, it's like sleepless in Seattle. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. Um, it's, well, you know, kind similar. Of, a little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. No, um, so when is the Bee Fest? So Bee Fest is um, July 18th through 22nd in 2018. And it's up in Guerneville again, which is north of San Francisco. So for the most part, people are flying into San Francisco. We've got a Facebook page dedicated for people to kind of coordinate their transportation up to Guerneville. And then once people arrive at our events, everything is always all inclusive. So once you're there, everything's taken care of from your transportation to your food, to your entertainment, to your coaching, to, you know, everything that, uh, you could possibly need. So it's just about getting people there and, um, you know, kind of committed, which is the hardest part because, you know, obviously there's a financial obligation that comes along with participating in one of these events, but it's also that emotional step forward that, People think, you know, it's something they deserve, that it's something that, you know, they belong at, um, that, you know, they'll be welcome, all of those things. So a lot of it is just kind of getting through those emotional barriers to just let people know, like, hey, this event is for you. No matter where you are, whether you've been part of our community or not, you're welcome. You know, we we want to help serve people in this experience of life. And, and that's really what we're committed to doing. I feel like both of you are just open arms awesomeness, you know, you're, there's really not two people that I would feel more comfortable going on something like this if I were in that position. And well, so, yeah, to give to, to really, really enforce that message, you are in a really extra safe space with both of you. And it's nice mm. to see that too, you know, on that note, um, cause I'm sure some people listening are wondering, um, I mean, working together as a couple on a business coaching, um, <laughs> it, it's, I mean, I imagine it's got great benefits, but there's, and I know you two also have like sure balancing skill sets that complement each other, but what are some of the benefits to your relationship through doing all of these retreats and growing this company and this community that you have and be the wellness? Because it's, it's just, it's phenomenal to see what's happened with what you've done over the years and how incredible it's expanding. Well, that's uh, thank you. That's a, that's a very solid compliment. And it's, it, um, 
<laughs> it's funny because it's not to be taken lightly. Like the the going into business with your spouse, you know, people people talk about you know never build a house with your spouse. You know, it's like you're you're trying to build a house together, and they're you know they're all the decisions that have to be made and all of the things can can really cause a significant amount of stress. Well, we did that first. And it was fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it all worked out fine. And one of the and one of the things that and you alluded to this is that we do have complementing skill sets. There's things that I'm very good at and passionate about that Vanessa doesn't care about at all mm-hmm. and vice versa. So she's like, what? I didn't even know that was a thing. I'm like, okay, then I'm going to do it. You know, and the same thing happens w- with her with, with, you know, so we, we balance each other out in that way. But I think that the, you know, as far as working through this as, as like a, a goal together, it, it has just improved our level of communication and ability to work through problems with each other. It, tremendously, you know, because having this thing, you can't, when you're dealing with your business, you can't have an argument about the dishes and then just go to bed mad at each other (laughs) because the dishes don't get done, you know, and when there's a business, the dishes have to get done. So We've just, it's given us like, you know, a, I'm hoping, I'm thinking you guys are beyond dishes fights though. I'm thinking at least <laughs> yeah, you've yeah. gotten past dishes fights. Yeah. But no, I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> the but metaphoric, the metaphoric yeah. dishes. Right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And so it's, I mean, it's really, it's, it's forced us to take our, our communication level to, uh, to, well, to the next level, our communication mm-hmm. ability to the next level. And I, I think that for me anyway, that's been like the number one real benefit. Mm-hmm. Definitely. And actually, you know, for us, it's really fun too. We, it's one of the things I, I was looking at this couple a long time ago and they were sitting at a table and they were, you know, they were an older couple and they weren't, they, they just were sitting there quietly. And so I was like, okay, that's cool. Maybe they're just really content to be quiet. But then I also thought like, oh no, maybe they have nothing to talk about. They ran out of <laughs> like things. maybe they've said everything. And we've all seen know. that. And it's depressing when yeah. you know that that is the case, because sometimes you can just sense that and you're like, oh, and, and you know what? I've been there. I've been in relationships like that too. Yeah. And yeah. oof, it's painful. And that goes back to, you know, like you can go on some trip to Italy or whatever, but you may be with a bunch of people that you're not relating to and you feel even more alone. Sometimes it, it feels yeah. even worse when you're in a relationship like that. You feel you're like, why do I feel alone? Right. That's not right. that's not right. Like there's the red flag, by the way, everyone who's in one of those yeah, relationships. Yeah. Um, yes. Yeah. I learned that a long time ago. But you know what I mean? So, yeah, that touches on that. Yeah. And it just yeah, it just gives us some common ground and some things to always be talking about. We're always brainstorming. It's given us a great deal of, of creativity, um, to keep, you know, expanding what we think is possible, not only for ourselves, but for our community. And I think the more we do it, the more committed we get to the creation of, you know, of this community and, you know, just participating in expanding people's lives. And it's, it really feeds back to us in our own relationship. I imagine there's so many things, but, uh, Vanessa, what do you really admire about your husband? Um, well, for one, he is so smart (laughs) and it's, it's really, you know, it's, we have this joke because like, we're always competing. Who's, who's smarter. (laughs) (laughs) There's the dishes. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. yeah, yeah. (laughs) Who can do the dishes without actually doing the dishes? So he, he's just so intelligent and honestly, like, he's such a problem solver. You know, if there's something that I'm grappling with that I can't figure out or I can't forecast or come up with a good solution, I know that I can lean into him and he's always going to have remarkable suggestions and insight and foresight about how to structure things. And he's just a tremendous coach and friend and 
partner. And I just like, I really, I mean, it's kind of crazy because, you know, I, I kind of found this boy when he was what, 21 or 22 and something like he that. was just a boy and i was like okay <laughs> i can i can definitely work with this raw material <laughs> there's some good raw material here <laughs> and and it's just really over the years i just grow more and more profoundly impressed with the man he's becoming and just how dedicated he is to being a good human being wow that's Jeez. wow yeah <laughs> <laughs> it was yeah. a lot more than one yeah. thing but yeah. good luck with your answer adam yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well luckily for me i have one thing so it's easy oh, what's that <laughs> yeah no i well thanks anybody that's very nice of you to say thanks so i think the there's well it, it's it's continual you know every every day i'm actually impressed by some some new facet of Vanessa that I discovered, <laughs> but uh, but fundamentally it's her her ability to organize, which is I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a second to explain this because she's actually got like ADD, ADHD. So she's all over the map with ideas and this and what about this and what about this and what about this and what about this. But once that focus gets honed on whatever project is at hand the level of ability to to organize and execute on that plan is just remarkable and a big piece of that is just is courage like absolutely courageous and fearless charging forward on an idea once yeah. it's happened and you know so a lot of the things that you know Vanessa was saying about about me about being analytical and being able to solve problems well, one of the things that comes with that is being able to identify problems ways out <laughs> and then you worry about them. And those things, and I tend to like, ah, oh, man, this is going to be too difficult. Or there's, you know, I can see so many roadblocks like, well, you know, we'll never get started on this project. And Vanessa is just damn the torpedoes and charge ahead, <laughs> you know, and that that's a, and it's not blind, you know, stupid charging ahead. It's like, no, look, we'll figure this out. You know, mm -hmm. we've got this idea and I'm committed to making this happen. And it's a, a it seems like two simple things, but those two things coupled together make her a force to be reckoned with, you know, and there's damn straight. There's an underlying sense of love and commitment that she shares with our clients. I mean, our clients feel this over the Internet, you know, and then when they get it in real life, they're they're blown away, you know, in the same way that I am, that she's just on point and can reach into your soul and help you communicate whatever you're trying to get to. And it's an, I don't know what it is, but it's an incredibly infectious and charismatic power that she has. And so when you couple that with, you know, the drive and motivation and organizational skills, you know, here we are. Wow. Amazing. I think he did good. I think he did really I'm good. Like, I'm like, I'm falling in love with both of you right now. I, just, I, I, I know. It's amazing. Like, wow. I'm, like, I'm like, yeah, how do I get on one of these? No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> no, seriously, that's really amazing. And I can see that too, you know, just the fact that you are both involved in healing and helping others in a variety of ways. And so watching your loved one and your spouse um, be of service in any way, right? That's very attractive. <laughs> and it's, it's also, amazing. it's it's very admirable. And it's, you see... Uh, different strengths. And yeah, I'm going to speak to your courageousness. That's a great word. And also thoughtful perseverance, right? It's not like you said, Adam, jumping in willy nilly, but if you've got to persevere, you have to, it's funny. I, I suggested something to someone recently and they looked at me like kind of a, as if like, how could I be good enough for that suggestion? 
And I was like, why would you even like, of course, like, of course. And they, they were, they just looked at me in a way that was like, they just didn't believe in themselves enough to, to kind of even get there. And I remember just being like, you've got to do this. And they're like, you just won't take no. And I'm like, kind of not on this. Like you have to persevere. <laughs> like you, you know, I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't persevere through whatever it was, whether it was, you know, 50 doctors saying, you know, hurting and helping me and, you know, not helping me and all this stuff that was going on with that. If I didn't persevere, I would have never even be well enough to speak to you today, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it doesn't matter if it's a project or a belief you have. It's like, there are, there's always a potential roadblock. There's, I mean, if you want to play devil's advocate on anything, I'm one of the best players of that game, but it does, you know, (laughs) but it can't be the, it, it, it just can't even be looked at. It's almost like when they say, have a backup plan and you're like, yeah, but I think it was even Rosie O'Donnell or some comedian who said, yeah, but I decided not to have a backup plan because I figured I'd fall on it. And, you know, so you've got to persevere. And I love that energy. Um, Well, and, you know, I think for clients too, you know, this is part of our job as coaches or, you know, leaders of some sort where we have to have the faith in them when they don't have it in themselves. And, you know, we carry them until they're strong enough to carry themselves. And that's what our job is. That's what our commitment is to this community and our clients is, you know, so many of our people they look at the retreats and they think I can never do that or I, you know, or our programs or whatever. I could never do that. It's not for me. And we are so committed to helping instill in them the belief that anything is possible, that eventually it it becomes their own belief. And then that, you know, the strength of their adaptation to that new way of being for the next person who comes along. Now it's not just us. Now it's us plus the two people who now believe that they're capable of it. And mm-hmm. then this community aspect of, you know, everyone just getting stronger as a group and hold, you know, pulling up those that are coming behind us. It's it's just an incredible, you know, infectious experience. Yeah. Yeah, no, and I feel like the three of us and people could hear us and go, oh, they have, you know, they're confident, they have high self-esteem and they're type A. It's it's really, I'm sure each one of us, I know I have, where I've always been confident in life. That doesn't mean that there's not been areas where I was lacking in self-worth. And there's mm-hmm. a difference, right? So um, even some of the confident, seemingly confident people out there who are alpha still need to look at you know what I'm going getting at there? Yes. Yeah. There's still a lot of lot of stuff going on underneath that could be there in other areas of life. Or you can right. be really confident in like ninety-nine percent of the areas, but really weak in an important one that you that's hurting your life in some way, whether it be like relationship patterns or this over here or money or whatever whatever it is. And so um because I just don't want people to think this conversation is about like, oh, you know, the B the B Fest is about a bunch of people who can't, you know, so it's it's really about even if you're confident and you feel like there's some stuff that you need to work on with self-worth, it's important because Vanessa yeah. and Adam are the right people for that well, too. Cause you've been through it, right? Each one of you have gone through some period where I'm sure you had that dichotomy going on. Of course. And I think people forget that, you know, I think people think you're either born with confidence or not. Like it's a, either you got blue eyes or brown eyes. These are skill sets. These are things that you can develop and that you can hone as a skill or as a way of being, it doesn't just because you didn't naturally come out that way, doesn't mean that you can't adapt to become something different. And so, you know, people just 
that we see them blossom from being shy or being introverted or being whatever into all of a sudden being something that they never knew was possible for themselves. And that's what we're really trying to communicate to people is it doesn't matter where you are now. You can develop, create, train, foster all of the things that you want to be able to become whoever it is that you want to become next. Yeah. Yeah. And another piece of that too, is that we, we have to remember that even, even if you were born confident, doesn't mean that some of that hasn't been chiseled away over time mm-hmm. as you, as you become more specialized, so to speak, in what it is that you're doing. And, and cause that's something that, you know, we tend to see, and it's why we have our eight key habits of our most successful clients. I mean, and it started at five and then, you know, pretty soon <laughs> then it just starts growing and growing. You're like, wait, no, these, all of these individual aspects are super important. And what we find is that as you start to turn over those rocks for people who, who probably did start off in some, you know, confidence is just kind of the word we're using here, but they started off confident. And then over time, they sort of got some of that stuff whittled down as they, you know, probably stopped practicing to some degree as their, their life became more specialized and finite in what it is that they were pursuing. And if you start to reintroduce some of these other things and get people to challenge themselves to look at things that maybe they used to be able to do, and now they're saying that they can't, you'll start to overturn a bunch of little things that they just didn't think were problems. But then they're like, well, wait, if I can do this, then imagine what's possible next, you know? And, and I like to talk about this in the kind of in the context of strength and conditioning or in injuries, because I think it's easy for people to kind of grasp. And it's like, well, I used to be able to do that until I hurt my back. And now that my back's hurt, I can't bend over anymore. So now I have to do this, you know? And so it's like, you used to have a skill or an ability and something happened and you lost it. And then that's a, you know, it's a very obtuse kind of a view of it, but the same thing happens with our sort of emotional structure and our confidence and our just way of being in the world. Mm-hmm. Something happens and you, you know, sort of, pull back from it to some degree because you're like, Whoa, that wasn't worth the risk, you know, to, mm-hmm. to have that happen again. And, you know, you can make yourself a pretty tight little box over time <laughs> that, yeah. that you have to live in. And so if you just incrementally through, you know, um, like some, I mean, it's not even tough love, it's persistent, <laughs> persistent love, you know, from, from the community and, and the coaches, you can start to pry some of that stuff loose. And it's a, it can be a big deal, you know, for people to, well, I, I just never thought I could do this again. And how amazing would it be if I could, you know? Right. And also for people that, you know, sometimes a lot of type A-esque people need to kind of get grounded and mm. do it in the redwoods. I mean, let's yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> But well, That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but it's interesting. And, you know, it's funny because Dr. Forsman, the doctor on my book, um, I've had a few friends that have seen him and stuff. And uh, they tell me that, you know, his recommendations for them and some that have to do with lifestyle have been really different for different people and stuff that he hasn't recommended to me or the other. And one for one person was, he told them literally, he said, you know, you actually literally need to ground yourself physically. Like even if it's, you have a patch of grass in your backyard and you take your shoes off and you put your bare feet on the ground, you know, and there's a reason a doctor tells someone that Mm -hmm. because it's meaningful, truly, biologically, mentally, physically, in every way, in every way you can imagine. And so I think, too, you know, for people uh, like us that are go, 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 I mean, we live in a world where we get to do this and it's part of our practice. But for those people that need to cultivate that practice, these retreats are important because you're going to learn that and Mm. then you can bring it home, you know. So it's it's not just bringing out of the shell, right? It's kind of why don't you look into the shell too for some. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's true. And I think that, you know, 
again, this is why we try to get people thinking beyond, you know, um, like Adam said, you know, if someone hurts their back and, and they all of a sudden have this idea about themselves that they're this person that has a hurt back and then they carry forward the rest of their life as a person who has a weakness or, you know, an imbalance or something that isn't ever going to resolve. And so our whole goal is to get people back to that like childlike mind where, okay, well, remember what was important to you when, when you were a kid, it was like the fun you had to get beyond the homework or the chores or the whatever. So you could get back to the fun. We as adults seem to get stuck in the chores and the homework and we take it on as our identity, but we forget to get back to that like essence of vitality and beauty and fun and creativity, which is really this heightened vibration of being. And so you know, it's just so important that people have an opportunity to rediscover that about themselves, whether it's with BeFest or our retreats or whether it's, you know, in your own family or your own, you know, however you create that. We just want to remind people that that's such an important essence of life. Before we wrap it up, and of course, in the show notes, we will put all of the links for, you know, how to get in touch with you and information about the retreat. But tell us, be the wellness.com, B-E-E, the wellness.com. What can I find that find there if I can't necessarily commit to right now going on a retreat? There still is this online community that you have. Give us a snapshot of how we can participate other than attend the Be Faster or one of your retreats. Yeah, so the our our primary coaching platform is uh, it's an app based thing, and it for so it's the Vimify platform, which is what the twenty one day Primal Blueprint or I'm sorry, twenty one day total body transformation is is hosted on as well. So if anybody, you know, any of the listeners have been in there, we deliver our Unveil Your Wellness program is kind of our full suite of of coaching and strength and conditioning and mindfulness and nutrition all delivered on the on the app. And that's where the community lives as well. It's in the private social feed there. Um, and so we have that as a route of entry. We have the Authentic Self program, which is a life mastery program um, that's delivered on the same platform. And we have a host of one-off challenges that, that people can can join, strength and conditioning stuff, stuff for all the way down from five days up to you know 12 weeks of like our, our glute program or build a better booty program. It's 12 weeks of strength and conditioning specific to, to glute training. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's a lot of ways that you can get in and get involved there. Yeah, definitely. And obviously, you know, Facebook and Instagram and that kind of thing, um, we are really active on as well. But the the community aspect of it really does live in those challenges. And we've tried to keep creating more and more opportunities for people to participate in, you know, smaller or larger formats, however they want to participate, just so that it's really inviting and all-inclusive. You know, we don't ever want to make people feel like the only way to be involved with us is to come on a retreat. There's lots of ways to just be involved and we really welcome people, you know, to get involved, how, whatever's comfortable, whatever level is comfortable for them. Yeah. And then I do take a a small amount of one-on-one personal coaching clients as well. And you can get information about that on there too. We've been talking mostly about the community aspect of things. And one of the, I mean, actually sort of a normal cascade that we see for folks is they'll come in to the one-on-one personal coaching. And then after pretty short period of time, you know, three or four months, uh, three to six months, let's say they've got the skill set that they need to, to go into a low touch, um, sort of community based environment. So we'll drop them into one of the Vimify programs 
And then from there, almost inevitably, eventually, they wind up at a retreat. <laughs> <laughs> you just can't help it. <laughs> right. It's, it's like a gateway. Uh, it's a gateway. It is. It app. is a gateway. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Totally. totally. Well, thank, I love what you're doing. So everyone check out BeFest because I love that it's a larger event. BeTheWellness.com. Also your podcast. Amazing. Um, and thanks again. Anything you'd like to leave our audience with? You know, just really honestly, whatever it is that you do, find your community, find the people who support you and find the people who believe in you, even almost beyond what you believe about yourself. Because what you'll usually find is that their version of you is probably much more, uh, more, more likely to be true than the one you hold about yourself. So just make sure you find those people and, you know, just dive into whatever that is that supports you on this journey. I love it. Thanks so much. What about you? Very well said. Well, that's, um, (laughs) yeah, that's super, super well said. And I think that, I mean, I would just kind of echo the same sentiment and that is that finding, finding your tribe, finding your group and, and really leaning into them. And then immediately, as soon as, as soon as you have the confidence at whatever level within that group to start giving back to it, do that because Mm -hmm. that level of interaction is what cements this stuff. Yes. Right. It's like, you know, there's if you really want to know something, teach it. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when it comes to living this lifestyle, you know, and and really finding the peace that, that you own for yourself, because you and I, you probably have experienced this as well, where you've been doing this and somebody asks you, well, what do you think about this or how would you go about this? And there's so many aspects of this that you probably maybe you never really thought about it from that perspective. But then when you're put in the position of needing to provide your input, you really have to look at how you would do it and the parts of it that are important to you. And so that giving back to the community can really be a solid way to ingrain your own process for this, your mm-hmm. own complex equation. Absolutely. I mean, community sharing on anything. Yeah. You'd be surprised. You know, someone mentions even a symptom or something that's going on and someone's like, Oh, you know what? That could be that. And that could just save someone's life. Like there's lots of different, and it could just be a tip too on even how to, deal with conversations or or ask for a raise. It it doesn't have to be a health thing. It could be anything. You get another perspective. Absolutely. uh, Yeah. Excellent guys. Thanks again for coming on. You're the best and we will see you next time. Thanks. We appreciate you. Hi folks, Mark Sisson here. And I'd like to tell you about my biggest undertaking yet. The primal health coach program. My mission is to create a global network of primal health coaches to help transform the health and consciousness of our communities into ones of optimal wellness and happiness. Becoming a primal health coach empowers you to take your primal passions to the next level and embark on a career you love, inspiring others to live lives of vitality and lasting wellness. If you dream of a career in health coaching but have been held back by worries such as the investment of time and money, then I encourage you to hesitate no longer. Health coaching is the fastest growing specialty in all of coaching. And we've created an online education program that allows you to learn from the comfort of your own home and at your own pace. The world needs primal health coaches to provide a blend of ancestral wellness solutions to the modern health crisis. The world needs you. Are you ready to become one of the world's most trusted, experienced, and knowledgeable health coaches? To learn more about this online certification program and to take the first step toward a career you love, visit PrimalHealthCoach.com and subscribe.